We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. Starting to stream up, happy Sunday, Knicks Nation. Another edition of Knicks Fan TV, the number one show for the fans, by the fans. If you're a diehard Knicks fan who loves to talk about Knicks news, Knicks rumors, and post-game live analysis featuring live callers, smash that subscribe button below and the notification bell so you don't miss anything. Another edition of the weekly recap where we talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. No phone calls tonight because I want to make this a relatively quick show. Week four is in the books. Knicks are 3-10 and 10 on the campaign. Uh, it's been a rough and, and ugly campaign to start off, kind of as we expected. I mean, this week was, uh, was your prototypical week for being a Knicks fan. You went from almost firing the coach to a, a lousy redemption effort in Chicago, bounced back against the the uh the Mavericks in the KP game, you know, Garden is electric and then come back with a letdown game yesterday against the Hornets. So with that being said, 3 and 10 on the campaign. But there were some good things. I, I thought a couple players had a good week. And to start it off, I think I want to highlight uh RJ Barrett I think R.J. Barrett had a pretty solid week, man. He, he finished uh, last night's game with 22 points. 22 points and five dimes for R.J. The Chicago game, I thought he looked really good. To, uh, another 21 points in the Chicago game. The previous week, it was he had a bit down of a week. You know, everybody was questioning whether it was the load issue or so on and so forth. I just think, listen, he's a rookie. He's going to have up and down games and uh, up and down weeks. And last week wasn't his his week, but this week he, he bounced back. And RJ's right in the thick of things in in the rookie of the year uh discussion. Right now he's um he's third in points per game. He's with fifteen point eight. He's second in rebounds five point eight per game and second in assists three point eight. So we all know right now that boy John Morant is on a mission 
and and lighten it up on the on the rookie front. But RJ's right there with him. He's going neck and neck with him. So if we could put some more W's on the board, uh, I, th- I think RJ will, will be um, definitely in, in the rookie of the year contention. So he's hanging in there with Ja neck and neck. Another thing I liked about RJ was you saw in the uh, in the Charlotte game crunch time performance. You know, crunch time buckets from RJ. Number one, let's applaud the fact that he made two free throws back to back in the clutch. You know, gotta applaud him. I mean, he's only shooting about sixty something percent from the free throw line, which is abysmal. But you know, give him credit down the street. Even worse than that, he's shooting forty eight percent from the free throw line. Even worse. But give him credit. Last night in crunch time, he hit two back to back free throws. Uh, hit about six straight points. And really try to get us the, the W. I don't know where he was in for that last possession, but it is what it is. We won't cry over spilled milk. Obviously, you want to see. I would have rather lived and died with, with him being out there uh, to win the game for us. Or Mook, obviously, Marcus Mars. But it is what it is. But nevertheless, R.J. Barrett definitely had a solid week for the Knicks. Uh, another guy that had a solid week. What can we say, man? Money, Mitch, Mitchell Robinson, aka the Block Nest Monster, aka Mitch. Please, Mitch coming back from a couple games. He missed about three games with the concussion. Took a nasty hit in in Detroit, and and um, you know what was uh, wasn't able to recover. So he comes back this week, and you know picked up right where he left off. I mean, Mitch is showing why he's one of the most valuable players on this Knicks team. I mean, he's leading the league in true shooting percentage with 76. Leading the league in offensive rating with 146.8. Second in player efficiency. Blocks are a little bit down so far. He's 11th in blocks. Second in second chance points with 5.4. Second in second chance points with 5.4. And and that that's just Mitch's game, man. He's he's coming in. He's he's cleaning up for our mistakes. And even though the blocks are down, we talked about this yesterday on last night's post game show. Even though the blocks are down, the thing about Mitch is that he alters a lot of shots. He changes the the dynamic of the game. He impacts the game without having to block shots. And that's why Mitch is, is so valuable to this team, man. His athleticism, uh, his ability to guard on the perimeter, obviously to man the paint. And he's starting to get a little bit crafty with his finishes. You know, he's starting to little, get a little bit crafty with his, with his finishes. The guards are starting to find him a little bit more with the pick and rolls. Obviously, you want to see that pick up between Frank and DSJ, RJ, Dotson, finding Mitch a little bit more. But but Mitch is Mitch is surely a valuable piece on this team, man. No mistake about it. Mitch is having Mitch had a solid week. I thought Mitch had a solid week. Um, you know the only injury, the only issues with Mitch is the durability, which we always talk about. And yesterday was no different. He went down with a uh, freak sprained ankle and didn't practice today. So we'll see what happens tomorrow. As you see in that play, he still finished. The play on the other end after he springs the ankle, comes back down and, and gets the dunk. So that just shows you the competitive spirit, the warrior spirit that we have in, in Mitchell Robinson. So let's see what happens um, tomorrow night against the Cavs at home. Will he play or not? I'm not so sure. Taj has been starting the past two games. and I, I think Taj has given us 
a good effort, man. I think Taj has played in these last, say, week or so since that Friday night in Dallas. I feel like Taj Gibson is playing like the player you expected him to be. And he's really coming in. He's leading on the defensive end. He's cleaning up buckets. He's knocking down a couple mid-range shots. And he's providing that leadership, that much-needed leadership, especially when the team gets into a rut. So, you know, Mitch can't give it a go. Obviously, Taj will be there, but we're we're still pretty, um, you know, lacking in in terms of front court depth from a defensive standpoint. I mean, we all know what Bobby gives us, and it's it's not defense. So we we definitely need Mitch back, and and obviously we need Taj to be Taj. Another player having a a good week and an overall good season is, is Marcus Morris, man. The hero of Thursday night's win over the Dallas Mavericks, the Dallas Porzingis's, Marcus Morris having an excellent um, campaign so far in the early season, shooting 45% from three, shooting 45% from three, and, and really leading this Knicks team, you know, he's, he's really leading this Knicks team, I think he's the MVP of the team right now, that was my preseason MVP, was going to be Morris, and he's showing just that, man. He's he's having a career year so far, although it's early. Uh, career highs in points, career highs in three-point shooting, career highs in rebounds as well. Mook, Mook is a competitor, man. And he defends well. Don't don't sleep. Marcus Morris definitely uh, is defending quite well out there. And so that's definitely a, a good sign. It's a good sign for him. Not necessarily a good sign for, for Julius Randle because as we've seen, the two players just don't fit well right now. Um, and so it's going gonna, it's gonna to be difficult to see where they go with it because obviously with Julius being your uh, prized free agent, where do they go with it? I don't know. What do you guys think about it in the chat? Sir Rap 1906 what's going on? He says, I like Morris on the squad. Would hate to see him go. Uh, EJ1 says we got to trade him. Scotty Shaven says he will be traded. You know what? At the, at the very least, this is this is a blessing. You know, at the very least, you can say what you want about the season so far. Yeah, it's probably going to end up being a dud, and, and the wins are, are not going to be where we expect it to be. But uh, silver linings, if, if we're looking to pair off some of this front court depth that we have, this is a guy that that's going to get us something in return. He's going to. I think he should be able to fetch us. Uh, at least a first-round pick. Yeah, elite. That's what we're looking for. Looking for a first-round pick. Now, with the Blazers going after Melo, that that's one team off the board. Uh, maybe look for Utah. You know, Zach Lowe had said it on on his podcast uh, prior to the season starting. Utah could be a candidate. Maybe the Lakers. I don't. I don't know. Let's see what happens. But I think you're gonna have to look to trade him. I love what he's giving us. I love what he's bringing to this team. But you're going to have to look to trade him and continue to build for the future. But, again, um, solid start and solid week from for Marcus Morris. Shooting career highs and, uh, you know, trying trying to do his best to win it for the team. I would have liked to have seen him out there during the Charlotte game for that game winner instead of inbounding the ball. But, again, we'll, we'll, uh, we will um, move on to the the Cavs game on Monday. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Sunday night Knicks 
Uh, just recapping this week in Knicks news, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Hit that thumbs up button for you, boy. Hit that subscribe button as well. I want to shout out, it's me, Mike Newman. What's going on? NBA Fitness Entertainment. How you feeling? He's saying bringing Ellington in ice cold made another deficient option because he was ice cold. Yeah. Absolutely. Wasn't the ideal finish, but uh, let's see. EJ1 says Portland is not off the board. Melo doesn't do enough for them. You could be right. But I mean, the fact that they're adding Melo, uh, maybe Nurkic comes back at some point. I don't know if they go after um, Morris. But let's see if, you know, Robert Paris, if Melo doesn't work out, then they could always uh, cut him and bring in, in Marcus Morris. So. Let's see what happens. What's going on, Ari? How you feeling? Gary Gary Singh, what's going on? Danny Landis, he said, I'd rather trade Randall instead of Mook. Yeah, that, that, I think that's a that's a pretty high consensus amongst the chat. Certainly certainly with Ari, we know that. But uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, this story kind of flew under the radar a little bit and made news last week. Uh, Westchester Knicks signed Lisa Willis. As an assistant coach to the staff, Elisa Willis becoming just the 11th female to man an NBA bench either as an assistant or in player development. The Knicks hired Lisa Willis. Uh, She used to play for the Liberty, used to play for the Los Angeles Sparks, college standout at UCLA. And and yeah, Knicks making history, the first female coach in Knicks history. Uh, will be man in the bench uh, for the Westchester Knicks. And this was a good story by the, the Lower Hudson um, Sports. I think it's lowhudsports.com. I'll put the, the link in the chat. Uh, they did a real cool write-up on her whole story and on her background. It's a very interesting background, man. I mean, she she fell in love with the game at an early age. By age 11, she was uh, recruited by San Diego State to go play basketball and uh, ultimately makes it into the WNBA. He's playing overseas as well, and then made the transition into coaching. So that that's pretty major, man. I felt like this story kind of flew under the radar, but, you know, and especially with all the Becky Hammond talk, Becky Hammond, Becky Hammond, hey, we might have our own Becky Hammond here uh, in Westchester, man. You never know. And that's Lisa Willis. So let's see what uh, what she brings to the table. She was known for her defense, at UCLA and coming up in the basketball ranks. So uh, she wants to take, uh, you know, that same approach to the team, as she says. And, and you know, she she goes along the, the motto of the Westchester Knicks in terms of their player development um, philosophy, in terms of kind of getting to, to know the players on and off the court. That's been the philosophy of the Westchester Knicks. Obviously, you have Allen Houston there, the GM. You have Craig Robinson there. The player development, you know, Craig Robinson always said they got the secret sauce. Mike Miller just came from there. And the, West, and the Westchester team has had some success. So let's see how that um, plays out. So those are my goods for the week. RJ, Mitch, Marcus Morris, congratulations to Lisa Willis, the first female head coach. Not head coach, but the first female coach in Knicks history. Uh, so let's go to the bad. I mean, I think, obviously, I mean, the record's bad. The record speaks for itself at 3-10. and 10. But I think part of that is um, the perimeter defense just hasn't been where we need it to be. And, and this week was a prime example of it. 
uh, where we just we just got crushed by the opposing team's guards. Whether it's Kobe White having a career night in Chicago, eight three pointers lit us up. You had Devontae Graham yesterday, another nine three pointers just lit us up on the perimeter. Um, we're getting crushed. We are getting crushed. We're twenty first in the league in three in opposing three pointers made, giving up twelve threes a game. We got to shore that up. How do we do that? Uh, that's anyone's guess right now. We've seen a lot of different uh, scenarios and strategies that Fisdale has deployed. I told you guys you, uh, you were going to see the zone fairly soon, and it came out as early as last week. They were trying to deploy the zone to uh, to slow some of these teams down, and for for some stretches, uh, it, it worked. It, it, it worked in some spurts in the Chicago game, worked in some spurts in the Hornets game. But, uh, you know... Part of it is the personnel you have out there. I mean, the Chicago game, one time you had uh, you had DSJ, you had ISO, you had Bobby Portis, Kevin Knox out there all trying to run a zone, and that, that's just recipe for disaster. Other times you, you have guys uh, out, of, out of position. You, you have guys late on rotations. Clearly guys not communicating. And, and it's, again, just recipe for disaster, man. So we, we got to... We we gotta cut that down. We gotta cut that down. I mean, this was this was filmed. Shout out to Tommy Beard for this. This was filmed from last night's game. And as you see here, wide open, wide open three pointers. You know, guys not getting over the screens. Bobby Portis there. Guys late on rotations. I mean, they they had Devontae Graham had a career night against us, man. Career night against us. So we we've got to cut down. Uh, and 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 really execute on on the defensive end. I, I think overall the defense has been improved over last year. You know, you give up a hundred and I believe it was a hundred and two points last night. Uh, that's not terrible, but it's just the, the three pointers. We got to cut that down. If we cut that down just by a little bit, we could certainly uh, be in some games. I mean, you can't the the way our offense is. You know, and the way the offense can be so dead at times. You, you can't have these lapses on defense. You, you can't have these lapses on, lapses on defense the way our offense has been because we're, we're not a team that plays good catch-up. We're not a catch-up all type of team. We're just not that uh, efficient offensively to, to allow for these defensive breakdowns. So we definitely got to shore that up. Definitely got to shore that up. On the ugly side... Um, I would point to, you know, on the ugly side, I, I would point to the splits and, you know, David Fisdale was asked, uh, this week about, um, the pressure that this team is under and playing at home. Because if you, if you look at the splits, I mean, they're, they're pretty, um, pretty glaring. I mean, averaging 97 points at home versus 102 on the road. The turnovers are up at home. The assists are down at home. Plus minus overall is is uh, is worse at home. We got to figure out how we how we fix that. You know, your home is supposed to be. It's supposed to be you know a, a welcome place. It's supposed to be where all the pressure is off you. You know, home is where. You're supposed to go 12 deep on the bench, and and your bench is 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 doing good things, is 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 rallying the troops. 
we we just can't we just can't execute at home. And Fizz was asked about it. He said, you know, his answer was, well, uh, they're they're under a lot of pressure to deliver for the fans. Free agency, you know, obviously the way free agency played out, you have guys like I, he was probably talking about Julius, but not trying to mention him by name. Guys playing under pressure for free agency, guys trying to make up for uh, past transgressions. Past years, losses, and and the the previous years, horrible teams. And you know, listen to it to a certain extent. I can respect that. A lot of these kids are they're, they're kids, man. They don't know uh, uh, what it's like to to play in the garden. Some of these kids are playing in for the first or second time. You know, you still got to get used to that, and and you got to develop a, a thick skin. So, you know, the splits are certainly. Um, Something I, I pay attention to. I mean, look at look at Frank splits, home and and the and the road. Check out his splits home and the road. He's shooting twenty percent at home. Shooting twenty percent at home <laughs> and forty three percent on the road. I don't know. I don't know if this is the the largest split in the NBA right now, but it's got to be close. Twenty percent at home, forty-eight percent on the road. Eight percent from three at Madison Square Garden. Eight, and fifty-seven percent on the road. And this is through twelve games. Six at home, six on the road. Eight percent from three and fifty-seven percent uh, on the road. Also, um, Julius Randle stuck out as well. Let's go to Randle. Salute to everybody in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button for you, boy. Randall's. Um, I think Randall was about 15 on the road. Randall. He is shooting 45% on the road, 38% at home. Averaging 17 on the road, 13 at home. 13 and 10 at home, 17 and 8 on the road. You know, I mean, his three-point numbers on a whole are just abysmal. But, uh, you know, 12% from three at home, 12% from three at home, 24 on the road. His three-point numbers on a whole have him pretty pretty abysmal. He's got to step that up. He's certainly struggling from there. He shot about 40% last year. That was a career high. You were hoping he was going to maintain those numbers, but he's, he's been way off. So, so they gotta they gotta bounce back, man. They they gotta start feeling comfortable at home. It is it is what it is. Like that is just what the garden is gonna be. They want to see good effort, smart play, you know, uh, high IQ plays, hustle, and and we, we could ride with it, win or lose. We'll we'll ride with you, but you know, bonehead plays, the same mistakes over and over, the same turnovers over and over. They're gonna let you hear it. That's just how Knicks fans are. They're going to let you hear it. So hopefully this is building some character in these guys. And, and you know, you don't, you don't want them to be, to be playing scared at home. I mean, my guy Frank is, is, is withering <laughs> on the perimeter. 8%, 20% from the field, 8% from three. Can't make it up. And the thing with Frank is... 
he's the only capable defender out there in the perimeter. So it's like you, you almost have to live with this offensive futility for right now because uh, who else is going to be guarding? You know, who else is going to be defending on the perimeter? You have nobody. And we'll see what happens when Alfred Payton comes back. There's no immediate timetable for Payton, but what happens there? What do you What do you guys want to do when Payton comes back? I mean, I've, I've said it that I just want to see this come down between uh, Frank and DSJ. And even though we know what Peyton can give us, I'd just rather not confuse the rotation. But, you know, he's going to play. So, who's once again going to be the odd man out? We see ISO has been an odd man out from the two-guard standpoint. But ISO netted a deal with Nike uh, this week or last week. ISO Zoe signs a deal with Nike, signs a shoe deal with Nike. ISO's a sneakerhead, so congratulations to ISO. But he, he's a guy that's that's still looking for minutes. You know, his minutes have been impacted by the free agency influx. So let, let's see what happens there. Macho Man says, Knicks have to make a package deal for Star Guard. I don't see that happening anytime soon. Paul Quick doesn't think Frank is the guy. J.J. Hart says, leave Peyton on the bench. Fred Mickens, no need for Peyton. Paul Quick says Peyton needs to start. I I just think I'd rather just continue the development of, uh, of, of, of Frank and DSJ. You know, we know what Peyton is. I don't see him getting any better. He's a good, and he's a solid point guard. You know that that's not again. That's not to diminish what he is. Uh, I think he. I think he's solid. But I just rather see uh, what these guys can be because at the end of the day, we have a draft coming up that's that's point guard heavy, and I, I think we're gonna have to we're gonna have to pick somebody from that draft. But again, let, let's see what we have right now. So to everybody in the chat once again, if you're new in the chat, leave me a hashtag new. Happy Sunday, everybody. This was just a quick. Live stream, just wanted to come through, give you my thoughts on the week, recap the week, the good, the bad, the ugly, uh, if you're just joining us, um, as I said, I, I think RJ had a pretty solid week, had a nice bounce back week, you saw him uh, uh, hitting some clutch buckets down the stretch in the Charlotte game, so definitely getting that type of experience under his belt, Mitch, solid, solid week, man. Mitch dropped 17 and 12 last night against Charlotte. Another 16 and 8 against um, the Mavericks. Mitch was solid, man. Mitch Mitch picked up like like he, you know, had to make up for lost time because he did miss three games. He did miss three games, so you know, uh, solid for Mitch. Mook again having a pretty solid week. You know, 48, 45% from three, hit the game winner against the Mavericks. My bad this week was um, just perimeter play. Perimeter play, three-point shooting. We, we got to figure out a way to slow that down. You know, we, we just can't handle speed that well. And, and that, that's not just a Knicks problem. That's an NBA problem. You know, this is a point guard league. But we just can't. Uh, we, 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 sometimes we just can't handle the speed and, and that's what killed us this, this past week you had, uh, between Garland and Sexton, you had Kobe White yesterday, you had Devontae Graham. The reason why we always look, we, we look so good against the Masters because again, matchups, we match up well with that team. 
we match up well with the Mavs. And they're not a team built on speed. They're a good team. They're a decent team. But they're not a team built on speed. We can match up with them. We can defend. You know, Luka, Luka Doncic is going to do him. He's a phenom, but... Um, you know, this, the speed is what kills us, man. The Aaron Fox, Kemba. Dark Matter RA says, is it speed or is it fizz? Could be a little of both. I mean, let, let's see what... Let's see what uh, adjustments he makes. You know, there's always a counter. So let's see what adjustments he makes um, to to make our perimeter defense a bit more respectable. JP, what's going on? JP says, what are your thoughts on putting together a package for Drew Holiday? Um... I mean, Drew Holiday's making a, he's making a lot of money, man. That's the only problem. Drew Holiday's a solid vet. Don't get me wrong. Solid vet. But that's pricey, man. Let's still take a look at Drew. I see what he's dealing with here. Salute to everybody in the chat once again. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. No phone calls. So I'm going to wrap up fairly shortly. Got another game tomorrow against uh, the, the Cavs. Revenge game. Oh, what happened to my camera? Against the Cavs. We got a revenge game coming up. Drew Holiday averaging 16 points, seven dimes on in the year. 40% from the field, 35 from three. He's a pro, man. Drew Holiday's a pro, man. You, you know what you're going to get from him on a night in, night out basis. He's, he's solid. Uh, defends. Solid defender as well. I mean, look at, look at these next two years, man. 26 million this year. Another 26 next year. Another 27 uh, in 2021. Personally, I'd I'd rather just go go get somebody fresh in the draft. I just go. I'll, I'll just go go fresh in the draft. I I love Drew. I love Drew Holiday. He's a solid, solid, solid point guard. But you know, to, to, I I'll go in the draft. I'll I'll definitely go in the draft. Robin Chowd Hurry from Calgary says, Would you pay Van Fleet over the summer? No, I wouldn't pay Fred Van Fleet either. I wouldn't pay him. I don't think this is the right situation for Fred Van Fleet. He, he, he comes like a guy like a Corey Joseph. Remember Corey Joseph that used to play for the Raptors? I mean, Van Fleet is a better player. I I don't I don't look at him as a starting caliber player. I think he's I think he's perfect where he is. Um because I think that's a perfect situation for him. I wouldn't go with Fred Manfleet though. I wouldn't. I would not pay him. Let's see what see what type of year he's having right now. Ed Santana, what's going on, man? EJ one says no win now moves that don't fit the timeline. That I agree with, and that's why I'm not going with. Uh, that's why I'm not going with uh, Drew Holiday. And he's getting older too, man. He's a, he's a solid play. He's getting older. Van Fleet averaging 17 points a game. Uh, blowing past his, his career highs, man. He's doubling up everything, man. Points, rebounds, assists. Shooting 30, 39% from, from the field, 40 from three. Van Fleet's doing, doing the damn thing for sure. I mean, his minutes are way up, obviously, um, compared to last year. And he's starting. Yeah, good for him. Good for him, man. 
but I don't know. What do you guys think in the chat about Van Fleet? Is that a yes or no? Thumbs up or thumbs down to Van Fleet? Would you pay him the money? Because I, I wouldn't. I don't, I don't feel like you could trust him. I, I, I just want to go in the draft. Let me, let me go at it in the draft. We're going to be top 10 anyway, so let's go see what we can get in the draft. Salute to um, Germany. There's somebody in Germany in here I want to say what up to. Um, Cameron Nessie, 52. Greetings from Germany, bro. Guten Tag. I think that's how they, they say uh, greetings in Germany, man. Guten Tag. Daniel, Daniel Morelli, what's going on? Um, I see, yeah, a lot of thumbs down on, on Van Fleet. He's the next Scary Terry. I wouldn't trust him. Houdini's checking in from Australia. What's going on, Houdini? I'm, go, I'm, in, I'm in the draft, man. I'm in the draft. Definitely. Hey, but it, like I said, Van Fleet, is a, it's a perfect situation for him. Uh, he, he was catapulted onto the, to the national stage last year with, uh, with obviously, with Toronto. Could have easily won the MVP of the finals. And so, um, good for him. He, he should be um, in the runnings for uh, a, a big major deal. So, good for him. He's certainly earning it. Um, Scotty Shave and Brandon Ingram, definitely intrigued. I can't see the Pelicans letting him go. Brandon Ingram looks like he's stepping up a bit. I want to see what he does. With the Let me see the whole year, see what he does, and can he stay healthy? He's got kind of that wiry frame, that like Mitch-like frame. You know, I, I'm not so sure, but he's having a monster year, man. Brandon Ingram is having a monster year. What's up with Zion? When's Zion coming back, man? When is Zion coming back? And the injuries. Did you see this? Uh, <laughs> did you did you see this tweet from Channing Fry? I don't I don't know if Channing Fry could come to the once Nick always in the cookout, but did you see this this tweet from Channing Fry? <laughs> he posted a picture of Zion and talking about is is he getting bigger? I was like, whoa, that was a little like, come on, man. He's a, he's, he's a kid. This kid's 18, 19 years old, man. Come on. He's fat shaming Zion, man. What's up with that? Shannon Fry enjoying that retirement life, man. And a ring. You know, he's fat shaming Zion over here, man. Shannon <laughs> Fry and D-Wade D- checked him real quick, man. I'm trying to find that D-Wade... Uh comment but d wade d wade came at channing fry like yo what are you t- what are you talking about man so we'll see we'll, we'll see what happens uh when when uh when zion comes back jack peter said he's always a nick huh? yeah some some people might let him into the cookout i don't know i'm a little iffy sometimes a little iffy sometimes but anyway that that's um pretty much the wrap Again, we got another game tomorrow night. Knicks versus Cleveland. A revenge game for the Knicks. After they got absolutely embarrassed by the Cleveland Cavaliers last week. And almost got their their coach's head put on the chopping block. So, (laughs) let's see what... uh, Let's see how they bounce back, man. Uh, let's see how they bounce back, man. But, uh, yeah, once again, man, salute to everybody watching. David Park, appreciate it. Ryan Archon, some of you guys look new. Macho Man Logic, have a, you guys have a good week, man. Uh, always remember, this show is available in audio podcast format. Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, 
Amazon Alexa. We're everywhere, man. We are everywhere on every social media channel. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on YouTube. We're on Twitch. Whatever you guys do your social medias on, you can find this show. And again, also in audio podcast format. If you guys use iTunes, please do me a favor. Leave a review on iTunes. Again, that's just how you promote us, man. There's free ways to promote us. Like this video. Hit the thumbs up, the like button right below you, right? This is better in camera, right? The thumbs up. Subscribe. Make sure you subscribe. It's free. Just hit subscribe. Hit the notification bell so you don't miss the next one. And share. Very, very big for you to share. We hit 16,000, man. I didn't even say uh, uh, thank you to all you guys on the live stream. We hit 16,000 last week. I got to do a giveaway. I'll I'll do a giveaway this week. For us hitting 16,000, but uh, I say that to say the reason we get there is, is because, you know, you like these videos, you subscribe, and you share. That's how we get more people in here. That's how we get more callers. That's how we get more interesting callers like Ari, you know. Now, Ari said one of his uh, peoples in Israel found this show, didn't even know Ari, and told Ari that that uh, that he heard him on the show. So that that's how, we, that's how we're growing, man. It's just all organic, grassroots movement. For the fans, by the fans, often imitated, never duplicated, all that good stuff, man. So, see you guys tomorrow. Thanks again for your support. Tomorrow night, Knicks versus Cavs, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. CPJ Ellis, you guys, your phone calls. You guys have a good night, man. Peace. Whether you're a world class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well being and proper recovery for top notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.